0: well hello and welcome to the informed traveler podcast part of the informed traveler radio show which is heard each week on chorus radio it's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler and i'm your host randy sharman so this week we're going to talk about the abuse flight attendants are increasingly having to put up with We're hearing more and more stories every week about unruly airline passengers who are rude and downright abusive towards flight attendants. So in a few moments, we'll chat with an airline union rep about the problem and what can be done about it. Then we'll head to the newly opened Margaritaville Beach Resort Nassau in the Bahamas. And later in the podcast, we'll head to Myrtle Beach in South Carolina, home to one of the longest stretches of beach in North America. But first, as I mentioned... We're going to start our podcast this week talking about the disturbing increase in unruly and abusive behavior by airline passengers towards flight attendants. So joining us now to discuss it further is Troy Winters. He's a senior health and safety officer with the Canadian Union of Public Employees. Hi Troy. Hi. Let's uh talk about this problem with uh a flight attendant abuse, I'm going to call it. Uh to me there's always been to some degree of a problem with it, but now it's just seemed getting worse and worse and worse and almost weekly we hear stories of flight attendants putting up with some sort of abuse from passengers.
1: Yeah, you're 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 correct. Um you know, violence and harassment's been uh been something that we've been working on as a union for for years and years, long long before my my time in this position, and I've I've been around for 12 years. It's it's been a significant issue, and so it's it's uh, it's it's one of those things that you know it, obviously it dropped dropped down a bit shortly after 9/11, but uh, didn't take too long for for folks to kind of forget that and, and move back into their. Uh, into their, uh, sometimes, sometimes occasionally belligerent ways. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to try and paint all passengers as being, as being terrible, belligerent people. No, you know, 99% of them are fantastic, wonderful people who are just happy to be traveling. But, uh, yeah, you get the occasional one for sure.
0: Well, it's true, and all it takes is one, right? And it's one thing when it happens on the ground, not that it's excusable, it's never. But when you're up in the air and you're stuck in this uh, aircraft, it's not like you can just remove the the person like you can in a restaurant or a hotel or something to that effect, right?
1: That's right. It's uh, you, you, you are you know, you know, you can do emergency diversions or, or things like that, but uh, of course that's, that's kind of worst case scenario. And, and we never want to do that unless we have to, but yeah, you you kind of have to work to, uh, to deescalate, uh, best you can. And, and they certainly get some training on, on how to do that. But, uh, Sometimes, and as you said, it's been getting worse and worse, and, and sometimes people people aren't looking to, to de-escalate, especially around some of these uh, mask issues. Sometimes it's, uh, it's people looking to have that uh, have that debate.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, is the mask issue one of the reasons why it's escalating, you think? Or what are your thoughts uh, on that?
1: I, 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 I would think it's, it's a significant part of it, for sure. There's, uh, you know, the, the pandemic has really been you know, dragging on. That's really the only way to describe it. No, you know, what are, what are we, you know, in? I've, I've stopped counting, we're in, you know, 18, 20 months of, mm. this, uh, of this now. Uh, and people are, I can understand it. People are getting tired and fatigued of, of all of these rules and all of these, all of these things we have to do to, to help stop the spread of this pandemic. So, you know, I, I, I get where they're coming from. Of course, obviously the, you know, severe reactions are, are never acceptable, but at least we understand where, where some of this, some of this, uh, you know, feeling and some of this concern is coming from. And, and when, when you have, um, you, you know, I get 99% of folks, they you know, they take mm. the mask off to have their drink. They get they they forget. So, you know, they, 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 they get reminded hey, you know, put your mask and they're like, Oh, yes, right. No, no problem <laughs> and they put their mask on. But um more and more people are people are arguing. No one else is doing it or or you know, or you know, I'm I'm drinking as fast as I can. Um but on the flip side, we've been getting reports of this literally since the since the rule came in, and and you know people would go to Tim Hortons before they get on the plane and buy a small coffee, and and then take an hour and twenty minutes to drink it, yeah. <laughs> and say, oh, you know, I, I don't have to put my mask on. I'm drinking my coffee, yeah. so. Uh, um, yeah, that's when we actually approached Transport Canada about putting some some guidelines around this, and to say you know basically you should be able to finish your your drink up your your, your meal up in about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. We have that on their on their website. But that's why we were looking for Transport to to kind of put in some rules. Mm-hmm. If they put in if they put in rules, then well all of the airlines have to follow it, and, and it doesn't become a, a, a us versus you you know competition of the airlines. You know they can say look you know we can't do this, we can't do that. Transport Canada says we're not allowed, so yeah. none of the airlines are doing them. So that's that's kind of where we were going with most of our, our, our requests.
0: What can passengers do, though, when they do see a problem arising with uh, another fellow passenger that's being abusive, uh, either physically or, or with language or, or any type of abuse, rather?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um you know, we obviously we never, we never encourage uh, passengers to get uh, particularly involved. We, we do have, uh, you know, the flight attendants are certainly trained, uh, trained professionals uh, in dealing and de-escalating. But, uh, you know, leading by example, mm-hmm. being, um, you know, showing that you're, you're obviously polite and thankful and, and, and following the rules themselves. Like if everybody on board is, is flouting the rule and, and not putting their mask on until they're asked, that kind of emboldens the the folks that do want to kind of push the rule even further. And, mm. you know, if they're able to look around and say, hey, every, nobody else is doing it. You're having to tell everybody. So, like, it's, I'm not the bad person here. It's, nobody wants to follow this rule. So, you know, if we could have everybody kind of respecting the rules and, and protect themselves and the people that are sitting around them.
0: And people should remember, too, there is a safety risk involved if you're in the middle of the air and there's an incident going on. That puts everybody at risk uh, just with the safety of the aircraft itself, right?
1: Like exactly yeah um you know that, and that's why flight attendants are there they they're you know there there's a lot of training that goes into being a, a flight attendant and they're they're really there for the safety of the of the passengers uh you know, we, we have them perform these other services, these other creature comfort services while they're, while they're there. But that's, that's not the main reason they're there. They're, they're, they're around to, to make sure everybody is safe and everybody, uh, everybody gets on and off that plane in a safe manner.
0: Well, it must be really stressful for flight attendants these days going to work. That day you're going to run into that one person that's going to mess everything up.
1: Yeah, that, and that I think is, is kind of the biggest part of it. When you're walking down the aisle and you know a person that you've had to speak to three times already, and and, and you see that they've got their mask off again, mm-hmm. um, you never know how many times is it going to be before um, they start to escalate again. Like, is this going to be the time that they they really start to become and they you know we mm-hmm. we have it, it it rarely escalates to you know fortunately it rarely escalates to physical violence. It has happened a few times, but there's you know it, more and more we're we're seeing people being threatened. We're seeing people. Um, just being belligerent, being just extremely rude, and to the credit, some of our airlines, some of our, our employers, uh, they're you know they're taking the problem seriously. They're they're permanently banning uh, people. Um, so you know, we, kudos kudos to the airlines that are are stepping up for that. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's kind of after the fact, right? That, yeah, you know, they have to they have to they have to misbehave before they, they get banned. So we're, we're always looking for ways to try and. Uh, um, uh, have people follow the rules before we have to escalate to, uh, to punishing people.
0: Well, lead by example the next time you're on a plane and uh, help out your flight attendant and be nice to them. <laughs> They're there yeah. to help you, right? <laughs> exactly. Troy Reuters exactly. is a Senior Health and Safety Officer with the Canadian Union of Public Employees. I uh, appreciate your time on this, Troy. Thank you. Yeah, th- thanks for having me. It's been, it's been great. Well, there's a new resort that recently opened up in the Bahamas. It's the Margaritaville Beach Resort, Nassau. So joining us now to share a few details about the resort is Larry Magor. He is the general manager of the Margaritaville Beach Resort, Nassau. Their website is margaritavilleresorts.com. Hi, Larry.
2: Greetings from the uh, sunny Bahamas.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, This is a brand new resort built from the ground up, isn't it?
2: It is, as a matter of fact. We opened it in August, although we had one portion of it, the Condo Hotel, which is referred to as one particular harbor that actually opened in December. Um, but the major portion of the resort opened in August, and we've, uh, we've had great success so far, just um, showing off the facilities and the beautiful amenities to, to everybody that's coming into the Bahamas.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to be exciting for a brand new resort. Everything's, everything is brand new. Like it, It's amazing, right? It, it is. It's, uh, it's the nice, nicest thing about opening
2: a new facility is everything is brand spanking new. So, uh, you know, with, the, uh, with, with new products comes some frustrations, but the, the, the benefits far outweigh the frustrations. It's just it's like having a shiny new car and really <laughs> great experience. And then, you know, most importantly, the staff are very excited. The team here mm-hmm. is very excited
0: Tell me about the Margaritaville brand itself, though. I, I'm, thanks to Jimmy Buffett, I'm sure a, a lot of people are, are quite familiar with it.
2: Absolutely. It's been around for well over 40 years. Um, Jimmy Buffett really started it as a global lifestyle brand. You know, it's, and, and basically, it's based upon his songs, which evoke a passion for tropical escape and relaxation. I think everybody dreams about wanting to wanting to live like Jimmy Buffett.
0: <laughs> well, your website does say, time to start wasting away again. <laughs> <So> <laughs>
2: that's, that's how we live, wasting away again in
0: Margaritaville. <laughs> well, let's talk about the location and some of the rooms. Uh, it, it looks like quite a large uh, resort. I'm again, looking on your website, margaritavilleresorts.com. But uh, it looks like uh, a lot of room for a lot of people.
2: It, it is. It's, it's, it's a remarkably interesting facility in that it's, it's built right on the edge of Nassau Harbor. So it sits right at the entrance to downtown Nassau. It actually sits on six acres of land, and it's probably the most well-used amount of six-acre six acre tract of land that you've ever seen. Uh, we have everything from a marina to a water park to a condo hotel to the main part of the resort. And property has every amenity that you could possibly imagine. We've, as I say, we have the marina, the water park. We have a spa. We've got the 13 different restaurants and bars. We have about 14 retail shops. A rooftop cigar bar operated by Greycliff, which is uh, famous in the Bahamas for being the home of many of the sites of James Bond films. Uh, they, in the early years, um, Greycliff was used for many of the, many um, James Bond movies.
0: Uh, and the rooms, uh, obviously, you got you got something for everybody. I know that's an overused phrase, but uh, it really does fit the bill here, doesn't it?
2: We we do. We have every type of um, every type of room type that you could imagine. Anything from the stat, uh, you know, deluxe king room. To all the way up to a four-bedroom condo suite that has its own jacuzzi. All of the suites in the hotel on the what we call the sunset side all have jacuzzis on the balconies. And what's most intriguing and fascinating about the property is that every single room faces the water. There is not one room on the entire property that doesn't look at the uh, look at the ocean.
0: Can you see the cruise ships from where you are?
2: You can literally throw a tennis ball and hit the cruise ships.
0: <laughs> well, that I gives have, everybody uh, an idea of where it's located because uh, anybody that's been on a cruise to Nassau kind of gets their bearings from where the cruise ships are.
2: Ex- exactly. I mean, we we can sit here and sit at the sit at the bar at uh, at JWB Prime Steak, and at night you it is such a mesmerizing sight. I mean, I've seen people sit here for two and three hours. Just taking, you know, taking video of the cruise ships turning in the harbor, <laughs> and you you literally feel as though you can reach out and touch some of these cruise ships, as large as they are today.
0: Let's talk about uh, your list of uh, places to eat. Uh, you mentioned thirteen of them. Well, I don't think we have time for all of them, but just highlight a few that uh, it's available for people.
2: Well, the primary uh, restaurant, JWB Prime Steak and, and Seafood, um, as you can probably guess, it's based on James W Buffett. So it's a very high-end steakhouse, has, you know, has opened to some great accolades locally, and uh, really is thought very highly of as, as a perfect destination. It actually overlooks the harbor. There is an, there's outside dining, inside dining, and private dining rooms in that facility. We also have um, a new restaurant that we're opening within the next 30 days called Frank and Lola's Pizza, um, a great again. Great restaurant with beautiful views of the harbor. We have the Vacation Cafe, which is open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Feeding Frenzy, which is open to you know support the uh,
0: fins-up water park. <laughs> I like and the name, Feeding Frenzy.
2: <laughs> oh, it is. It's, uh, it's, it's great. and they, I mean, the food portions are enormous. You order these food portions, and you've got enough food for a couple of days, I think, afterwards. <laughs> One of the great features of Margaritaville. Is that it started really as a restaurant company and has evolved into resorts all over the world. But most famously, the the uh, the food quality is remarkable. There the the the, cul- the culinary talent within Margaritaville is quite extraordinary, and it's great a really great value for value for price.
0: Uh, we should point out too, this is not an all-inclusive resort, though, right?
2: No, it's not, unfortunately. Uh, we do have inclusive resorts in Mexico mm-hmm. and opening in Jamaica and the Dominican Republic, but uh, we are actually not an all-inclusive facility.
0: Tell me about the Fins Up Water Park. I was watching the video on your website. It gives you a bit of an idea of what it's like, but it looks pretty, pretty amazing.
2: It, it, it's, it is. It's great fun. You've got a lazy river floating around the front of the property. Uh, you can sit there. And we also have a giant TV screen mm-hmm. located outside that's about 520 square feet. And what's, the, what's most unique about this, uh, about this screen is that we can actually live stream Jimmy Buffett concerts from anywhere in the world oh, on cool. this screen. And throughout the day, we play various types of music videos. We can, you can watch the Super Bowl, watch Stanley Cup. You could watch any number of things on this huge screen so um it's uh yeah, a great recreational facility. We've got uh, four water slides there. There are outdoor jacuzzis um, we've got um, a surf uh, a surf surf rider machine where you can actually get on a surfing board or a boogie board. There are bars outside, ice cream parlors, and various other um, beautiful facilities out there.
0: And it sounds like it's going to be uh, great for families, too, uh, with your kids' clubs. So families are, are uh, welcome as well. Absolutely. It's a it's a great facility
2: for families in that the kids can actually feel very secure going going from their rooms or their suites down to the water park. You don't have to travel anywhere. It's a very safe and secure environment with a beach sitting in front of the water park and, um, as I say, every amenity that you can imagine.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me a little bit about NASA itself these days. Uh, I know uh, the last two years has been uh, a challenge for everybody in the travel industry, but uh, what's NASA like these days? It, it's,
2: it has been a bit of a challenge, but... Uh um, the Bahamas has done a very good job of really trying to you know, really trying to protect itself during this COVID crisis, and um, we're now seeing many more people vaccinated in the Bahamas. We do have a uh, Bahama travel visa that is required to enter the Bahamas. It basically is a it's a, an electronic form that you fill out, just indicating that you've either been fully vaccinated or you've had a COVID test before arriving here, and. Um, as far as the um, uh, curfews go, we've actually just increased the curfew from 9 p.m. until 12 midnight. So now, I mean, everything in the Bahamas is quite accessible to anybody coming to visit us.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you want to add before uh, we end?
2: Um, just, just I would just mention that uh, in addition to the all the other amenities, we have about 40,000 square feet of meeting space that we use for weddings and meeting and family, you know, family events. Mm-hmm. And we have a beautiful new spa called St. Somewhere Spa that just recently opened. Um, again, all the, all the treatment rooms overlook the water. So uh, it's just it's really quite remarkable what we've been able to achieve with a six acre site sitting at right at the entrance to Nassar. It's, uh, you couldn't ask. You couldn't really design, I don't think, anything any better than has been designed here.
0: Well, it looks like a fabulous resort. Larry Magor is the uh, general manager of the Margaritaville Beach Resort, Nassau, Margaritavilleresorts.com is the website. Uh, Larry, it was a pleasure chatting with you.
2: Brandy, thank you very much indeed. It was a pleasure speaking with you. We certainly enjoyed uh, getting to talk a little bit about Margaritaville Beach Resort and uh, hopefully look forward to welcoming many of your listeners soon.
0: Well, one area of the U.S. that's always had a great relationship with Canadians is Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It boasts one of the longest stretches of beach in North America and has some of the warmest water. And now they're rebranding themselves to The Beach. So joining us now to tell us why going to The Beach would be a good idea this winter is Kimberly Hartley. She is the Canadian International Sales Manager for Visit Myrtle Beach. The website is visitmyrtlebeach.com. Hi, Kimberly.
3: Hi, Randy. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well, thank you. Your website says Myrtle Beach loves Canada. It's a pretty good relationship between uh, the area of Myrtle Beach and Canadians, isn't it?
3: It is, and it's been going on for decades. Uh, We celebrate Can-Am Days in the spring, which is during the March break time, the Ontario March break, and we've been welcoming Canadians down for 50-odd years, five decades, and because... Canadians love Myrtle Beach, and we love Canadians.
0: And I'm looking on your website, uh, visitmyrtlebeach.com, and there's a picture right there of the long stretch of beach. It looks absolutely amazing.
3: It is. And if you um, take an aerial view, you can see the center part where Myrtle Beach is located in the Grand Strand. And that's actually a term that's referred to as, as the Grand Strand. And that is where a beautiful boardwalk and promenade is located with the sky wheel which recently had a refurbishment and upgrade with this state-of-the-art light system and refurbished gondolas where you can go up and you can see the entire coastline of South Carolina. But the beach is beautiful. It's very safe, very clean, um, that white sand, uh, very wide open beaches. Uh, you cannot drive on our beach, but you certainly can walk and enjoy all the water sports we have eight piers, so you can pier fish, you can go deep-sea fishing, uh, all of the activities such as sea-doing, etc., uh, boating, uh, bird-watching, it's all there. So it's very unique, very different, and I would say that out of all the destinations in the United States, you're certainly not going to find anything else like Myrtle Beach. Um, this fall, in fact, um, we have... An extension of the summer season. So we're calling it some more, se- some more seasons, like summer, more of summer. <laughs> so the new fall, some more season, um, promotes, you know, the fact that the temperatures are still like summer, what we're used to in Canada. Um, there's less crowds, the prices go down, um, for attractions and lodging and the restaurants, and it's just a great time of year to enjoy everything there is. Now, I know at this time of year, being the fall in 2021, it's a little more difficult for Canadians to visit the United States by car. But you can fly. Um, air travel is open. Land, the land border, we're hoping we'll hear an announcement very soon from the U.S. government. But in terms of air travel, um, for many cities across Canada, you c- connect with American or Delta. Uh, Air Canada United, for instance. Um, Spirit Airlines does have nonstop flights from border cities in the eastern part of the U.S., from Chicago, Niagara Falls, and Plattsburgh. And then from Toronto, seasonally, Porter typically has been flying from February to May. So we're hoping and expecting an announcement (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. sometime later this year from Porter Airlines because we rely on that service nonstop from Toronto. And if you're coming from the west, you can certainly fly into Toronto and connect to Porter. Mm -hmm. So it's very convenient.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that it is uh, quite a convenient way to, to get there from the West, is uh, you know, just connect into Toronto and fly right into Myrtle mm-hmm. Beach. Um, now, it, let's talk about the new branding. It's, uh, the new brand is The Beach. Tell the us beach. about that. Yeah, The Beach. It's all about The Beach, apparently.
3: Well, through a lot of studies over the last 18 months, um, consumers basically told us that we know you as The Beach. So they capitalized on that. So we're making waves at the beach. Come and escape to the beach. Uh, We are the beach. Mm -hmm. And we will use this branding throughout all of our advertising um, for the next many, many months. And again, as I said, we're emphasizing the fact that we have a beautiful, safe, clean beach that houses Over 425 resorts, many of which are condo resorts, as I said. A lot of activities. A lot of our dining um, restaurants have open-air patios. They're on the beach. There's live music. Um,
0: Well, and it seems to me, uh, looking again at this uh, image on your website, visit myrtlebeach.com, you're not far from the beach no matter where you stay or what part of the stretch of the beach you're at.
3: Exactly. And that's very, very advantageous for anyone visiting the destination because they're not far from the beach. Um, as I said, over 80% of our properties are condo resorts, 90% are located on the beach. Um, we've had some new developments lately in terms of accommodations, and I think it's important to mention that um, many of the hotels, condo resorts, brand name properties, smaller properties, villas, have constantly gone through refurbishment over years and years. Um, And lately, especially over the last 18 months, there's been a lot of development in terms of newer properties. Um, Spring Hill Suites and the Courtyard Marriott um, is coming to our area the spring of next year, and that's where the old Breakers Resort. People who've been to Myrtle Beach will know of the Breakers. So that was demolished, and now we have a new property um, being constructed. Um, It's going to be very unique with fire pits and rooftop amenities and Lazy River, which, by the way, most of our properties have Lazy Rivers. <laughs> um, the Kingston Resorts, which is comprised of the Hilton Myrtle Beach Resort and the Embassy Suites Myrtle Beach Oceanfront Resort, have gone through um, millions of dollars of renovation. Um, the Hilton just invested $20 million renovating the uh, property, and the resor- the Embassy is going through a $30 million re- renovation right now which will be ready next year so we want people to come back we want them to see all of the new additions at the properties there Um, the ocean escapes condos um, by landmark resort uh, recently opened and it's a brand new second-row condo type of resort uh, just adjacent to the main landmark resort building and it has two and three bedroom condos which are very typical of our area And the South Bay Inn and Suites, which was a fairly newish property, um, is going to become a Homewood Suites resort, and it's on the ocean, and it's going to be finished this winter. So some new stuff in terms of accommodations as well. Mm -hmm. And some new attractions that have recently come to to the forefront, Um, the Funplex Amusement Park for families. Uh, it's like a tropical theme park with rides, and it has, in fact, the tallest interactive 360-degree jet simulator ride, which is going to draw a lot of attention for the families. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the American Surf Parks, which is the first man-made surf park, which has a surfing lagoon, a uh, thousand waves per hour, and it also includes an amphitheater for 15,000 people. So that's under construction right now. Uh, I mentioned the Sky Wheel, so that's recently. Um, upgraded with the new lighting system. And I didn't, when we talked about the beach, just south of Myrtle Beach, there's two state parks, Myrtle Beach State Park and Huntington Beach State Park, great for hiking and biking, uh, bird watching, etc. Huntington Beach State Park just opened a new nature center, and that was a $1.2 million investment with a birding area and an exhibit area with animals. Uh, One main attraction that is well-known worldwide, and I don't know if you've heard of it, Randy, but it's called Brook Green Gardens. Mm. And they actually have worked closely with the Botanical Gardens in Vancouver over the many years. And it is a beautiful wildlife preserve, uh, 9,000 acres, 3,000 are developed. But they just announced that they have partnered with um, the Red Wolf Species Survival Plan and they started a fundraiser to protect the most endangered wolf in the world, which happens to be the red wolf. So it's a new uh, four-acre habitat that will allow packs of wolves uh, to live in their natural habitat, and they will study them, and they're going to have two breeding wolf pairs and enable, you know, to enhance, in fact, the conservation of these animals. So that's really big news because we're very... Focused on sustainability and mm-hmm. being a natural type of destination too, with the Low Country area where Brook green Gardens is located south of Myrtle Beach, um, it's important that we let the public know that it's not about um, the attraction; it's more about the actual environmental and you know natural conservation. So that's important to our area, mm-hmm. and in, for our dining, we actually focus on that farm and sea to table. So that coastal Carolina cuisine is very natural. And, and the Merles Inlet area, where Brookgreen is in Huntington State Park, it's actually known as the um, seafood capital of the southeast, where we have a lot of fresh and fish and seafood that come in. So that's a, those are the delicacies of our destination <laughs> for <laughs> dining. And we have over 1,800 restaurants. So lots, lots to choose, to choose from. from.
0: So anything I missed you might want to add?
3: Yes, actually, Randy, there is something. We just got an announcement that the 6th, annual carolina country music festival which has been performing in myrtle beach for the, the number of years uh... is returning to myrtle beach next year so we're so excited to announce june nine to twelve twenty twenty two uh, we will have uh, the festival again with over 30 of the industry's biggest country music stars coming to Myrtle Beach. So there's another reason... I
0: want to go. I'm a big country music fan. So, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Lots of things to see and do at the beach. That would be Myrtle Beach. You can find it on the website. Visit MyrtleBeach.com. And particularly for Canadians, uh, Myrtle Beach loves... Canadians. And you can see a nice picture of Kimberly, by the way, Uh, on the website. Kimberly Hartley is a Canadian International Sales Manager for Visit Myrtle Beach, their website again, visitmyrtlebeach.com. Always fun to chat, Uh, Kimberly. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you so much, Randy.
0: And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review, tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.